listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. Roll Tide! (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Alabama plays in the Sweet 16 this evening. It's also Holy Week, so <laughs> yeah. you know, so double roll tide. A tidy <laughs> forgot all about that. I guess he's overcome with March Madness. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, my name's John. I'm here with Tiny. What's up? The world's biggest Bama fan, Eli Gold supporter. When he says biggest Bama fan, he's talking about physical proportions. <laughs> or just oh, we probably Bama got some fan. bigger ones out there. You don't, you don't get a fatty cart when you go to Walmart yet, right? Well, no. Okay, but yeah. I'm well on my way. Yeah. That's like uh, the doctor asked me what my health goal was one time, and mm-hmm. I was like, not to have to use a cart when I go grocery shopping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just to be able to walk around and get my groceries. <laughs> Uh, and I know not to beat a dead horse, but you know my dad passed away a couple of weeks ago. Sure, he had like a motorized like scooter. Oh yeah, and uh, my wife was talking. Well, you need to call the VA because all that belongs to the VA, and they yeah. need to come get it. And I was like, you mean I don't get to keep <laughs> this motorized keep it? scooter? That's what I was saying. They're gonna have to call me. You know? Yeah, I got this jazzy now. <laughs> Or whatever they're called. Are they called jazzies? This one is not like a wheelchair. It's like a four. It's it's yeah. like a. There's yeah. a great Seinfeld episode with them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it moves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fast. That's pretty awesome. It'd be so much fun riding around Bell Mead on that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> You know, like we got an electric wheelchair at our church. One of our members uses it when mm-hmm. he comes. Uh, I have wanted to ride on that thing <laughs> so much yes. since we've got it. And I never have. Credit to me for showing maturity and not getting in that thing and riding. But I want to every time I look at it. I hate. I heard a hilarious story the other night. Okay. And I hope I'm not getting anybody in trouble or mentioning anything <laughs> that's like too sensitive. But there was a uh, a homeless lady who asked if she could use the restroom at the church. Okay. And... Because our church is so welcoming and so loving, sure, the loving yeah, church. Come on, right. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yeah. So by keeping an eye on that air conditioner, you <laughs> well, out there. Apparently, because we're so loving and trusting, yeah. no one, they no one escorted her or yeah. watched her, just showed her, and then went off and did whatever they had to do. And Jacob was coming around the corner one night, and he thought he was in the church by himself. Uh-huh. But that lady was riding the chair around <laughs> out there in the foyer. And when he asked her what she was doing there, she said, the pastor said I could live here. <laughs> like she had done moved her stuff in. <laughs> Jacob had to call brother out. Like, Did you tell yes. this lady she could live here? Yeah. And then proceed to get her out of the church, I guess. Yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd have made that call. I'd probably be like, okay, they locked her up in there. Hope there's not a fire. I'm locking the doors. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Wow. Credit to our church for loving people. You know? Yeah. How was your week this week? It was okay. Yeah. I, mine was a normal week, too. Had tornadoes come through Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the rest of the world heard about that and we had some people lose their life and a lot of property damage. So, uh, hate it. This is, uh, one of probably about four tornado seasons we have in Alabama. So it just comes with the territory mm-hmm. for living here. It's like winning national championships in football and having tornadoes. That's what we're known for. Yeah. But outside of that, it was a pretty normal week for me, too. 
So I guess we're here to talk about odd and weird news. We are. I have a few good stories. Uh, let me get over here to them. we got a story about an emotional support animal. Okay. I There's a lot of those. Everybody knows I love emotional support animals. <laughs> yes. Got a lady who was missing in the sewer. And she was like trying to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, I guess. <laughs> or what was the girl? I was never April into Ninja. April O'Neil. Yeah. She's this trying to be O'Neil. April yeah. O'Neil. Yeah, there we go. Been great if I'd have known that offhand. <laughs> and then a Chinese city is, uh, they're messing with some wedding tra- tradition. Okay. All right. So we'll talk about that too. All right. Well, I've got, we're going, we got a story about Krispy Kreme. Okay. We have a story about Viking funerals. Yeah. You know me. I'm a fan. Sure. Yeah, that's what you want. (laughs) And then I wanted to start with this one. I don't know who posted this up in the group, but credit to whoever posted it in the group this week. A man demanded his final paycheck, but the auto shop delivered him 91,500 greasy pennies. Oh, okay. He got paid in pennies. Yeah, he got paid in pennies. Yes. Not rolled, I assumed? No. Okay. Just a pile and covered in oil. Okay. With like a FU note in the uh, middle of it. That's petty. You can't be that <laughs> way as an employer. Yeah. It's not technically illegal to do so, according to the Department of Labor, but that doesn't make it okay, according to the former employee's new Instagram fans. Okay. Which... Former employee played this wrong anyways. I'll let you know how he should have done it okay. at the end. And OK Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia, has built Ford Mustangs for the Clint Eastwood film Trouble with the Curve and for an attempt at a world record for land speed, according to its website. But now the high-end car repair shop has acquired another rare distinction. It has been accused of paying a former employee in pennies. To be precise, that's 91,500 pennies adding up to $915 in wages that were owed. Although Andreas Flatten, who was a manager at OK Walker until last November, has not counted them all to make sure he has gotten every last cent. Oh, you know what I would do? I would count half of them and say, you were short. Well, yeah, I was, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. The number one thing, I don't know how he gave them to him. Mm-hmm. If, they, if he just like dropped them off or something or mailed them or whatever. And I would just say, I never received them. <laughs> right. And you owe me my last check. Like, I, don't, I didn't sign for a delivery or anything like that. So you better get me my money. I need my Genius. 915 bucks. <laughs> yes. Because it's against the law to withhold pay. You think I've never used Coinstar? <laughs> yeah, right. You better be coming up off some more. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he said that his former employer employer had left him a glimmering mound of pennies at the end of his driveway on March 12th to punish him for quitting and persistently demanding his final paycheck. All right, so now this is where we sue for damage to my driveway, too. All right, because you left some greasy pennies there. I got a spot in my driveway. You're going to have to pay to get that cleaned as well. Oh, here's where he he messed up, okay? His girlfriend posted a video of the pennies on Instagram on March 13th. He has been attracting the sympathies of thousands of people, also navigating strained relations with their employers amid the pandemic. It would be one thing if it was just pennies, Mr. Flatten said. I wish it was just pennies, but these pennies are covered in a pungent, sticky substance. We hope is oil. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Flatten suspects that it might be power steering fluid. Mm, I need some power steering fluid in my car, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just reminding me I need to get some. (laughs) Miles Walker, the owner of the repair shop, did not respond to a request for comment. 
He told CBS 46 that he couldn't remember whether he dropped the pennies on his former employer's driveway. It doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters, he said. Mm. He said that the foundation of his workplace dispute has to do with his employer's lack of sensitivity to his need to pick up his child from daycare at a certain time. Which children, man, well, they, they'll mess with your yeah. career, won't they? Look, everybody who has kids know they're a gift from the Lord and they're wonderful, <laughs> but sometimes it really sucks having them. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just be honest here. Uh, Mr. Walker, the owner, recruited him, he said, and he accepted the job because they had an agreement that he could leave at 5 p.m. Yeah, the daycare will dock you if you don't get them by a <laughs> certain time. That is the problem with a handshake agreement. Yeah, are you going to get it right? Because they never, no one ever keeps a handshake agreement. Well, this is like a body shop, right? Or a mechanic shop. Yeah. I've never been to a mechanic that seems like they're in a super big hurry to get something done. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you delay something another day. <laughs> the arrangement became even more important during the pandemic when the child care facility began closing early. Ugh, I yeah. can imagine that's not good for anybody. No, that's tough. But the promise evaporated, Mr. Flatten said. That... And some other unpleasant exchanges led Mr. Flatten to give notice late last year that he was planning to quit and then walk off the job even earlier than planned. Uh, that's not a good look. Yeah. Months later, when his final week's wages still had not arrived, he filed a claim with the U.S. Department of Labor, as you do. The sure. agency confirmed that it had contacted the repair shop three times. Around 7 o'clock on March 12th, a video recorded by Mr. Flatten's doorbell camera shows a young man with long, wavy hair on his front porch. Hey, your money is at the end of the driveway, bud, says the man. <laughs> and Mr. Flatten said he believed was a current employee of the repair shop. Oh, you don't even show up to do it yourself. Yeah, you send, a little low. He said you send one of your wavy, long-haired bros that works for you. <laughs> the new guy. <laughs> the, yeah. the rookie kid, yeah. He doesn't know any better. Yes. <laughs> About an hour later, when Mr. Flatten tried to leave would, would try to drive to the store, he found his way blocked by the mountain of pennies. Amid Placed amid the foul-smelling coins was an envelope etched with an expression of unmistakable disapproval. Inside, he found his pay stub, but no check. Huh. At least you got him a pay stub. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Flatten and his girlfriend, Olivia Oxley, spent the next few hours transporting around 500 pounds of pennies up the slope of his steep driveway to his garage by wheelbarrow. The weight of the pennies has since caused the wheels to collapse. Oh, goodness. His girlfriend, how do you even get that many pennies? I, I don't know. I thought we were in a chain shortage, you know, like <laughs> no, a coin shortage. This is why. <laughs> because this auto shop has been hoarding all the pennies just to get at this dude. Wow. That's wild. What if he has one in there that was like a wheat penny from like 1920-something, <laughs> and it's like super rare, and he yeah. has a million dollars on his hands or something? awesome. You better believe I'd check every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that would take you a long time, too. It, it don't, I ain't got no butt time. I ain't got a job if I'm this guy. I already quit. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a job. Yeah, you don't have nothing better going on. That's right. Anyway, it just goes on, but we we get it. Uh, this guy, he, he quit his job, and they... Paid yeah, I mean, Benny's his final paycheck. They're mad at him. I have to think now we're getting it. Of course, everybody wants to side with the employee. I get mm -hmm. it because we're all employees. But I think there's probably a little more to it than mm -hmm. just I need to leave early and this guy wouldn't let him leave or something. It, I'm sure there's more to the story yeah. because we've only had because the other guy hasn't you know responded for comment. Yeah. We only have that one dude story. Sure. So yeah. 
in my experience, though, no matter how bad an employee does you, it's just better to take the high road mm-hmm. because it ain't worth the trouble. And, and you're getting rid of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not going to work for you anymore, so who cares? Which, I mean, listening to this guy, it sounded like they didn't want him to quit. Sure. And that's what why they were mad. I but guess. still, he's, he's not coming back, you know. But to my thing, if he was a good employee Mm -hmm. and he done a good job and it just was, hey, I can't let you leave at 12 to go get your kid every day because we got things to do. And I hired you. John sticking up for the man. Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) And the guy was like, well, I'm putting in my two weeks notice and I'm on a, you know, I'll go find an employer Mm -hmm. that can work around my schedule. Then he gets a paper check. Nothing's wrong. Right. Right. But apparently there was some rub there. Something happened. Yeah. Something. I'm just saying, I don't think this is all the story. I'm not right. saying the employer guy is 100% uh, right, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying the employee is 100% right either. He technically did get his 91,500 pennies. <laughs> yes. So I guess he can put that in his pipe and smoke it. But the uh, but a much, much better look for the employer just to write him a check and forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't matter anymore. I've had plenty of employees who are just crappy, and who cares? Like, if they're gone, they're gone. It yeah, that's matter. a good thing. Yeah, right. If that's the case, if that's what's going on here. I, I've been done wrong sometimes. It hurts your feelings sometimes because you're like, man, I tried to do everything I could to help you, and they just still screw you over. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. man, I thought I was doing you right. I thought we had a little thing going here, but thought we were friends. Yeah, but nope. No, <laughs> no we weren't. We weren't. Okay, well, let's move on here to, um, let's see, where do we want to start? Let's start with our emotional support animal. Okay. Now. What is our emotional support animal? If you had to have an still? (laughs) Yeah, we we (laughs) are otters. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Officers discover emotional support python during DUI stop. Quite possibly the worst emotional support animal ever. Yeah, I would think so. Snake people kind of weird me out a little <laughs> yeah. bit, you know? But I have had a snake before. Mm-hmm. We caught a little brown, what well, we call them decay snakes around here in the yard a few years ago, and we kept it in the house overnight as long as Dieter would let us. But I would imagine, and you can speak for yourself, but I would imagine it's more of a curiosity yeah, just something like, neat to have. Yeah, it's let the kids like, look at it. Right. Yeah, it's not like you were like cuddling up to it. No. Oh, you're so But I know cute. people who do. Like oh, my really? cousin, David, has a, he's got huge pythons and mm-hmm. stuff, like super into snakes. And that's fine. I mean, it's his thing. It's just not for me. Right. That you can't teach them to fetch. No. Right. Mm-hmm. My cat can fetch people th- because I know that'd be the line of somebody else's <laughs> to say, and you can't teach a cat to fetch, but my cat can fetch. My daughter taught her how. So. Put that in the smoke it. It is impressive. <laughs> Anyways, so you've heard of emotional support dogs, but how about emotional support pythons? According to a police report in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, uh, the police were performing a DUI stop on Wednesday when they encountered an unusual passenger in one driver's car. They say the driver was accompanied by what appeared to be a python. Now, there's a Python problem in Florida, right? Where people That's have been letting them go. That's what I've been go. told. Yeah, the, yeah. Especially they're running roughshod all yeah. over the Everglades. Yeah, they're, they're destroying the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they're competing with uh, alligators sure. for food. And Absolutely. And becoming a real problem. They're an invasive That's, species. That's why they have the Python, Python Challenge yeah. every year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Python Challenge. That's what we call it when I go to the gym. <laughs> uh, the driver reportedly told officers that his snake, uh, was an emotional support animal. A news clip covering the story includes photos from the scene, 
In one image, the enormous yellow-green snake is shown sitting comfortably in the passenger seat while its head reaches towards the glove compartment. Another photo shows an officer on the side of the road holding the giant python across both of his arms. Although snakes, snakes, <laughs> although snakes might seem like an unlikely candidate for candidate for an emotional support animal, they are actually relatively common, according to the website emotionalsupportanimalco.com. I don't even know. Super reputable. Yeah, <laughs> reputable. Well, I would like to get a better name for their website. <laughs> uh, there is a compelling case for why snakes might surprisingly enough, be the perfect pet for this role. Snakes are relatively easy to care for and need to be fed infrequently. They are naturally hypoallergenic since they don't have hair or fur, and they are extremely quiet, making them ideal for bringing to public places. Additionally, their tendency to wrap and coil themselves around people can feel extremely comforting Almost like a hug. Unless they get around that windpipe. <laughs> I know. He's hugging my neck a little too hard. <laughs> it's because he loves you, John. Uh, let's see. Snakes are hardly the only exotic creatures to be adopted as emotional support animals. In 2020, articles covering airlines regulations of animals on planes, uh, in this article, which was in The Guardian, the category of emotional support pets has been expanded far beyond the typical cat or dog. Uh, Delta noted that passengers attempted to fly with comfort turkeys. Comfort turkeys. That's not a wild turkey. That's, what they, that's a bottle of wild turkey for sure. <laughs> it's Southern comfort. <laughs> Gliding possums known as sugar gliders. I know what sugar gliders are. You ever seen those? Mm-mm. Oh, they're kind of, they're really cute. You keep them. They look like a little rat that, has wings on okay. it. Okay. Uh, but now it's, it's different from a flying squirrel. Yeah, definitely different. Okay. Than a, smaller than that. Uh, snakes and spiders. So Like a tarantula. Yeah. So it goes on to talk more about it, uh, about all the different exotic animals people bring with them. It says, however, for, for the Florida driver, the python seems like a natural choice. The non-venomous snakes are known to run rampant in the state and are considered invasive in the area. Like we talked about. Exactly. We were on it before Newsweek got to it. So, um, I, I, you know, I don't know if you have an emotional support python, do you buckle it in or you just lay it over there in the seat? I, what I happens if you get a wreck? There, yeah. That thing goes slinging out your window, windshield in a, in a hot second. Though. Yeah, but how are you going to buckle a snake in? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I would put them in a mesh bag and then right. buckle the mesh bag <laughs> right. together. I don't know, though. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Or just I'm, tell him, hey, coil around this belt and hold real tight. Yeah, right. Hey, buddy. Get around the gear shift. <laughs> <laughs> and again, no, I don't want to yuck somebody else's yum. Sure. But anyone out there who, uh, it's just, I, I don't get, like, a snake just doesn't seem like it could really have, like, an emotional attachment to you or anything. I mean, Maybe no. they can. Maybe there's people out there with snakes and they'll argue with that. But. I'm sure there are. It just seems like a lame pet to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like it's more of a shock value pet. Right. Which is fine if that's what you want to have, mm-hmm. but I just don't get, I don't get it. That doesn't mean it's wrong. just means I don't right. get it. I don't get emotional support animals either, you know? Right. I mean, all right, I can get, you need a eye dog or a dog or a whatever that can tell if your blood sugar's low or mm-hmm. you got a medical problem or something. 
But I, I don't know. I don't have a frame of reference for an emotional. Maybe it's because I don't need emotional support. I need emotional counseling right. more than anything. So I don't I don't know. I just don't understand why people are like, well, I got to have this animal with me for me to be comfortable. My wife was a teacher. Well, I mean, she's still a homeschool teacher technically. But you know, she used to be like a legit for real teacher. Sure. <laughs> that's I worded that's that wrong. I hope she's not listening <laughs> to the door. She used to be like a teacher at a private school. Sure. With the degrees, yeah, and passed all her tests, got all her certifications, license, and everything. <laughs> yes, yeah. all that. Yeah, uh, you just dab it on her. <laughs> I'm trying. Wow, I'm trying to bring this back so hard. <laughs> I'm saying it's like when my wife takes care of my kids. I'm like, you're not a nurse, nurse doing this. You're just giving them peptobismol. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got it. I got it. There's lots of moms out there who are teaching their kids and doing an excellent job, and they have no training. Cancel tiny. There's some moms out there who are teaching their kids with no training, and they're doing a terrible job. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then there's my wife who has all her training, yeah. has a four year degree, has doing but water. has opted to be a homeschool mom. Sure, because y'all are independently wealthy. We know, <laughs> yes, right. Tiny. Right. Anyway, to get to the point of this whole thing, back when she was teaching at a school, she said that one of her students needed an emotional support dog. Yeah, and it was supposed to like help with his, uh, like his autism or whatever, and he was going to like be a better student, I guess, or whatever, and could calm him down quicker if the animal was there, but it very quickly just turned to this is a, a dog <laughs> running loose in the school. <laughs> like, now I got to take care of a kid and a dog. Like become, it was a problem. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. It don't respond to any commands. <laughs> it hasn't it's been trained or anything. Like chewing on books. That's what I think. Like if you have a a, a service animal, mm-hmm. and I would consider an emotional support animal to be a service animal, right? Right. And there should be some level of training, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not like I just decided I want to have my dog with me on the airplane because I get freaked out when I fly. Right. Do like me who gets freaked out when I fly and take a bunch of pills and get a few drinks in the air like, in the airport lounge before you get on yes. it. You know, like a normal person. <laughs> right. Like a dog that you picked up on the side of the road. <laughs> Cannot be a, a service animal. And I know you love your animal. I'm not <laughs> yes. saying that there's a bad thing and you don't want to have to put them in the cargo hold or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get it. But but there's a difference yeah. between you're delegitimizing people who really need <laughs> yes. it. That's all I'm saying. The, this service animal, we he's had like he's been highly trained. <laughs> yes. Got at, a vest. At, you know, they give him a vest. Yes. <laughs> at like an academy. Sure. Where where they just, you know, turn him out. And he yeah. this dog graduated. So this, this dog here came up when you were at the truck stop. Sure. And you were like, oh, this is cute. We'll <laughs> you take rescued him, home. him from the mound. <laughs> yes. You don't see too many emotional support pit bulls out there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. That make all our pit bull owners real mad. <laughs> but really, what we're saying is a true what I would consider. It, this is just me personally. I have mm-hmm. no idea. I'm sure people will call in and dab on me. But uh, a true emotional support animal is like Tiny's wife. She's been trained, <laughs> all right, and and she just chooses to not have a service animal role. She chooses to have a different role, right? Yeah. Yes. There we go. Bring it all back again. <laughs> Bring it all together. <laughs> Anyway, is it my turn? It's your turn. I think I pissed off all the pet owners. And not to mention, uh, we we ticked off homeschool moms. Sure. Teachers. Your wife. (laughs) Wow. We are coming out of the gate hot. Okay. 
You know what? Uh, funerals. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. John, when I die, which may not be too far in the future. <laughs> sure. Once people hear this episode. <laughs> You know what kind of funeral I want, right? Yeah, you want a Viking funeral. Right. right. We've already discussed how you'll be out in the lake with a pile of sticks on you. Yes. And I'll miss shooting at you with a flaming arrow several times while your family and friends wait around impatiently. I would also think I would like to light the arrow off of a cigarette. I think that would just be... A nice touch, yeah, you know, right? <laughs> I like burn through like a half a pack to like hit a big you. cigar. <laughs> no, I'm going straight Winston's. You right. know? Not even anything classy like a Camel or a Marlboro. We're yeah. going Winston's because they used to sponsor NASCAR. Yeah. Well, they're also not allowed, but we're one step closer. Maine may allow Viking-style funeral pyres. Okay, so it's basically everything, just not in a boat. Yeah. You know, we just got to go one step further. I think this proves that Maine has a significant redneck population, too. (laughs) Yeah. You know? A measure before the state legislature this session would allow Mainers to choose a death ritual that stretches back to ancient times but has largely vanished from modern-day America, outdoor cremations. If adopted, it would let people in the pine tree state choose to go out like a Jedi or a Viking king in a blaze of glory in the open air. Oh, I would love to play blaze of glory, too. <laughs> while, at your funeral while I'm missing with my arrow. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Anyone who has watched Game of Thrones, which John. I have, Or yes. the Phantom Menace, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one. Has seen at least a fictional funeral pyre with bodies cremated on a bed of timber in a sometimes elaborate ceremony. It's a way of sending off the dead that's still widely practiced in some parts of the world, but there are only two sites in the United States where it's illegal, both in Colorado, only one of them in which it is public. It is limited to no more than a dozen funerals annually, so you gotta, you probably have to win some kind of drawing sure. to get it. A bill before the state legislature's Health and Human Services Committee would allow a nonprofit that possesses at least 20 acres to carry out open air cremations, John. If we can get this in Alabama, yeah. all we need is a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, you got the land, right? <laughs> I know, yeah, uh, John and Tiny's Bakken funeral. It's in, it's in probate right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then only one cremation at a time, and then you can scatter the ashes on that property. I don't really like the one at a time limitation. <laughs> right. I'd like to pile three or four up on there at once. <laughs> I won't. I want to take three flaming arrows in one bow, like Robin Hood, and then do, 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 light three off at the same time. Of course, if me and you were doing it, it's like Robin Hood Men in Tights. You know? Yes. All-time great movie, by the way. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Dave Chappelle, before people even really knew about him. <laughs> a nonprofit cemetery group called Good Ground Great Beyond mm. formed in 2018. We could do better than that. So, yeah, you get a much better name than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory is you. That'd be (laughs) awesome. It's trying to get permission to have outdoor funeral pyres on a 63-acre forested parcel it has owned in Dresden for the past couple of years. The intention for the land is to become a contemplative community sanctuary, gathering garden and space for open-air cremation, the group says on its website. Our mission is to gather minds and hearts together in ongoing and active support of making open air cremation an option available to the community. 
The nonprofit's founder and interfaith hospice minister, Angela Lutzenberger, said that she saw that people too often become disempowered after a death, turning over the details to a funeral director rather than staying engaged together. Well, you do need to plan ahead. That's true. As a Buddhist, Lutzenberger said in a video on the group's website that she would dearly love to have access to open-air cremation when her time comes, calling it a natural way to bring together earth and sky and seen and the unseen. Okay. There are a lot of people, she says, who would just like to have options. In other words, this is just another thing. Sure, yeah. That let's you can just do. Yeah. Let, them, let people go. Chuck Lakin, a woodworker and green burial proponent who serves on the nonprofit's board, said that one of the real advantages is that family and friends can gather for the cremation instead of relying on a business to push a body into an incinerator and hit a button. Open-air cremation is an idea that has cropped up in other states, but only Colorado has opened the door, and at that, very narrowly. In Missouri, legislators legislatures passed a measure to allow open-air cremations in 2019, but the state's governor, Michael Parson, vetoed it. Hmm. So vote Michael Parson out of yeah, office. Yeah, what's this dude's deal? <laughs> yes. When after uh, after we get done recalling Gavin Newsom, <laughs> go for him. <laughs> well, I you know, I don't have a problem with this. I think this is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We let people be burned up or buried however they want to is fine with me i mean i'm sure there's some regulations we need to have like you don't want to be burying people in the backyard and improper you know vaults and everything because Mm -hmm. then i guess biodegradation of the person could release you know toxins into your soul or whatever you end up having the plague or something like that that's what i'm saying yeah maybe i mean because i mean there's this thing called green burial which is where you just bury someone yeah, well, nothing. Like back in the day. Yeah, they don't embalm them or anything. Right. Right, yeah. But I suppose if you just had, if you had too many in one spot, maybe it could become a problem. Well, I would think if you're, bar- say, Tiny, you die, and I'm like, I'm burying Tiny in my backyard, mm-hmm. and I dig the hole just deep enough to get you in it and cover you over <laughs> with some dirt, you know, yeah. then when you start decaying, that's going to cause some problems. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be pest and everything else. Not to mention around. Jay Barker's going to come up. And start yeah, right. Digging. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like chewing on my ankle. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say I could see that being problems. Yes, that's but a problem. outside of that, what's the big deal if you pile up a bunch of sticks and burn somebody? Mm-hmm. I think you go out there and get a hot fire, though, don't you? Extremely think? hot fire. I would think so. Well, and I wonder how it smells. Like, if you burn me, it probably smells like barbecue sauce. You know? <laughs> yes. But, like, I was thinking, it can't be, like, a pleasant smell, right? I have been told by a fireman that burning human flesh is a terrible smell. Yeah, I would think so. But maybe uh, if you use maybe certain types of wood and other materials in the cremation process. A little process, hickory smoke. Maybe a little sage. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. A little hickory smoke, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got to get it hot enough. You got to use green wood. So that yeah. it smells kind of has that sweet yeah, smell right. to it. No, that's true. Honeysuckle That's vines. what I was thinking, too. You would probably need a lot of firewood to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess in Maine's not a problem. Wouldn't be a problem around here, either. Right. Out west, I think it would be a bigger problem. In Texas, that would be a bit yeah, of a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in states that doesn't have a lot of trees, you're in trouble. In Iowa. Virginia, we're, we're burning you with coal. <laughs> <laughs> That coal-fired grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Then you could kill the environment. Pawpaw's <laughs> 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 last wish. 
was to kill the environment and be cremated at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Basically, all we got to do is take this open air cremation sure. and put it on the water. And boom, there's there's how I want to go. Well, I uh, I know a state representative very well. Grew up together. Right. I know a tacitly know a state senator in Alabama. Uh, so maybe we just need to plant the bug in their ear and say, yeah. let's get it going. And let's this could it. be uh, John and Tiny's Viking funerals. I tell you what. I if, would like to wear a horned hat, too. If it was some, if, if we had something in Alabama where there was only 12 of them allowed a year, yeah. I bet we could charge what we want. That's what I'm thinking. For those 12. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is, you're going to have to come out of pocket for it. <laughs> Our only cost is the firewood you know yeah and we could do that in a weekend just go out and cut some trees down yeah. and we'll be good to go and, and do house it over kerosene and let's we get do going. we do one funeral and we can pay teenagers to cut wood from, exactly. us from then on yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that i mean what i'm sure they would of course you know how i'm we never do anything the most simple way. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let a guy like me and you do it. You'd have to have like a funeral director's license. And how hard do you think it would be to get a funeral director? I think you got to go to junior college at least to get one of those. Right? How long do you have to go to junior college? Two for? years. Man, long time. I, th- I know Jeff State has a program, Jefferson State. You can do it online though. I bet, can't you? I have no idea. I mean, I imagine you got to have some hands on in that, right? <laughs> Dude. You know. We, I, I, I guarantee you, we could probably. Well, I can't guarantee you, but surely we could learn most of what we needed to know watching from YouTube some videos. YouTube videos. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, let's move on back to Florida. Let's okay. go back to Florida. Two. This is second Florida story that I've had. Missing Florida woman. Shout out to my buddy Todd. Go Razorbacks! By the way, they won last night. Staying alive. Uh. Missing Florida woman Lindsay Kennedy found naked and lost in Delray Beach storm drain. So mm. Todd sent me this story. This is from Fort Lauderdale. And a woman was hospitalized after she was rescued from a storm drain, storm drain in Delray Beach. She's been identified as 43-year-old Lindsay Kennedy. On Tuesday morning, just before 9 a.m., a woman heard screams coming from underneath a graded drain near Atlantic Avenue and Southwest 11th Avenue. Traffic was rushing by, and she was on her phone when she heard somebody screaming. When she looked down the storm drain, there was a woman down there, uh, said Delray Beach Fire Rescue spokeswoman Danny Marcella. Delray Beach Fire Rescue crews removed the drain grate to get Kennedy, uh, who was naked. They said she could not stand her on her own. Our special operations team responded and used a ladder and a harness to get the woman out. She wasn't wearing any clothes, and she was dirty and disheveled, said Moshella. Lindsay Kennedy, who was 43, was rescued from the storm drain, and she was taken to a nearby hospital. Kennedy told police that on March 3rd, she went for a swim in the canal near her boyfriend's house, according to WPEC. While swimming, she came across a doorway near a shallow part of the canal. Kennedy said she went through the door and spotted the tunnel. She said she then followed the tunnel, which led to another tunnel, and then another, and and she was exploring tunnels, (laughs) and then she realized she was lost. (laughs) All of this while she was naked, by the way. (laughs) They mentioned that multiple times in the article. Uh, According to police, Kennedy had been reporting missing since March 3rd by her boyfriend. 
Um, and she said on Tuesday, she saw a light and people walking past and screamed for help. Um, police said it doesn't appear that any crime has been committed. And police contacted Kennedy's mother, who said her daughter had a history of mental illness and is a frequent user of illegal narcotics, according to WPEC. Hmm. She added that her daughter has a history of doing odd things and making bad decisions. <laughs> So, that's what your mom tells the news. That's the, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I would think, I love my mama. She's going to listen to this. I would think that my mom wouldn't throw me out of the bus like <laughs> right. that. You know, like, was to this, the news. If this happened to you, yeah. and, and your mom's like, well, you know, John, he's got a history of doing stupid stuff <laughs> like right. this. It don't shock me at all. I could see my mom saying that to the authorities, but <laughs> yeah. not to the news, you know? <laughs> But she would give like, oh, we're glad she's back safe. You know, I missed her. I was so worried and everything. Not a look at this idiot. She's all the time doing dumb stuff and she uses drugs. You're like, come on, mom, quit narking me out here. Uh, I done sold her car. I don't have to give that back. Do I? <laughs> yeah. So uh, just be aware if you go exploring and sewers drains, tunnels and stuff. You need to leave like a trail of breadcrumbs to get back to where you came from, right? (laughs) Well, as I say, breadcrumbs, you know, literal breadcrumbs isn't a good idea. Yeah, no, that's true. I would go with some twine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, make you a guide wire. Or at the very least, you need a piece of chalk where you can just like make arrows and stuff. Smart idea. I tell you what, that just... uh, I mean, she was down there for a long time. This how, story I was, I was is how from... Long, how long was she down there? This story is from three days ago. So she was down there from March 3rd to March 25th. What was she... I mean... I, I don't know. Dang, how did she survive down there? I don't... I mean, I don't know. Maybe hmm. she found some... I don't know. Maybe there's some... <laughs> Ate some rats but, or Yeah, something? rats. Golly. You know, little crabs or something were down in there. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm... I would like to think maybe she had some kind of deep spiritual experience down there. Yeah, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. If her mother is to be believed. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I mean, her mom just threw her straight under the bus. Dude. How cruel. <laughs> yeah, the one person you would think is in your corner just throws you straight under the bus. Wow. My mom. If my mom would have done something like that, probably. No, I don't think my mom would. John, do you like Krispy Kreme donuts? Sure, who does? They are factually the world's best donuts, right? Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's anybody who would argue that point. I mean, there's a few people out there who say that Dunkin' Donuts is better, but nobody takes All them seriously. All those people that live in Boston, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have enough Krispy Kreme exposure to yeah, know, they, you know. they've probably never had a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, If right. they had... They, they would, would know. Just, they would know it was better, and if they still thought Dunkin' Donuts was better, it would be because they were just mad that they don't have Krispy Kreme. You know, I opened that Dunkin' Donuts up downtown, you know, back when I had the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So one morning I swung through and I got some donuts for everybody at work, and I got a donut out of the box on my way back to the store, and I took a bite out of it, and I was like, you guys are kidding me, right? <laughs> like, like, this tastes nothing like I, I, I'm accustomed to. I am a Ended. Yeah, right. Did this exist? Y'all are passing this off as a donut. <laughs> you, know, like, yeah. you guys are crazy. <laughs> My blood sugar isn't even spiked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not even seeing blurry. <laughs> <laughs> also, my buddy Ian worked at a Krispy Kreme for a while. He worked at me at Rolly Poly for a while, then moved and worked mm-hmm. at Krispy Kreme. And he said that he got sick from smelling the glazing, you know, just oh, wow. after being around it for mm-hmm. so long. 
I was like, that is a horrible consequence. <laughs> I will never work at Krispy Kreme. Those are the people who like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, did you know that Krispy Kreme will give you a free donut every single day this year if you've been vaccinated? Oh, for real? Sign me up. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm I don't, getting vaccinated. <laughs> I don't care if the 5G micro marker the beast chips in there. That's worth it. <laughs> worth it. I'm seriously going to get vaccinated. I, I just got to wait for them to open it up for me. Mm-hmm. Deidre's already, she got her second vaccine on uh, Friday. Okay. So our second dose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which she was perfectly fine, except she was opening her mouth and there was a beeping noise in the middle of the night. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but other than that, everything else was cool. <laughs> anyway, in case you needed another reason to get your COVID-19 vaccination, Krispy Kreme is sweetening the deal. It's giving free donuts to anyone with proof of vaccination all year long. Heck yeah. Starting Monday, any customer with a valid COVID-19 vaccination card will receive a free original glazed donut at participating locations nationwide. The iconic donut shop specifies that any guest who has received at least one of the two shots of the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine or one shot of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine qualify for the promotion. All you need to show is your vaccination card to redeem your donut. A vaccine sticker is not valid. Oh, there you go. So yeah, I already got people trying to cheat it. You got to you have know. your card. Um, it, wow. It says it's not just a one-time offer. Vaccinated individuals can go back every single day. And continue getting free donuts through all of 2021, dude. They are going to get so tired uh, you, of me. Yeah, <laughs> I know, this is a nightmare for the people working there. Like whoever in corporate came up with this is like really sharp. But now you're going to get people coming through like, I want a dozen of glaze, but I got one of them's free, so <laughs> yes. you got to take that one off and all. This is going to be a nightmare for the people in working in the store. Uh, in a press release, Krispy Kreme also said that it plans to support healthcare workers and volunteers who are administering vaccines by delivering free donuts to vaccination centers across the country in the coming weeks. To continue encouraging company safety, it is also giving employees up to four hours of paid time off to get the vaccine. Wow. Uh, we're not getting paid time off, but they offered us at work, I think, uh, four hours pay if we get vaccinated. Oh, so. wow. So you can just do it and they'll pay you extra. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's nice. We all want to get COVID-19 behind us as fast as possible, and we want to support everyone doing their part to make the country safe by getting vaccinated as soon as the vaccine is available to them, Chief Marketing Officer Dave Skeena said in a statement. A number of companies, including Tyson, Target, Aldi, Trader Joe's, and McDonald's, are offering similar policies. Some companies are giving staffers paid time off to get their vaccines. The U.S. has now administered over 100 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. COVID-19 vaccine, and that equates to more than 35 million Americans fully vaccinated, which is 10.5% of the total U.S. population. The Biden administration now estimates that it will have enough doses available for every adult by May. Better not put his at the top of the stairs. That's (laughs) not going to never get to it. You know, I hate to get (laughs) off on this, but why does Air Force One not have an escalator? Yeah, I know. Have we figured out a better way to get on this plane? I mean, and and I know that uh, when when Biden fell, like all the conservative folks sure. were like, you know, oh, you know, Trump never, but hey, Trump fell too. Yeah, right. He fell coming down the stairs. Uh-huh. Yeah, Reagan fell. Everybody falls. Gerald Ford fell. Yeah. Why is it not an escalator? I don't know. That would be wild. <laughs> I guess you can't ship an escalator around it. Well, I guess you. I mean, it's Air Force One. Why can't we just stick one in there that'll fold out or whatever? Yeah. 
Let's get the engineers on that. Mm-hmm. That's credit to Tiny for an excellent <laughs> idea. I mean, if I was a president, I would want like a fire pole to slide <laughs> down. <laughs> but it's getting back up's the problem. Yeah, that is a, that would be a or problem. Or maybe like a scissor lift. Well, yeah, why is there not a presidential scissor yeah, lift? Yeah, like a little small, like we just push it up in an elevator. You know, mm-hmm. I just get on it and it raises me up. And the whole time being raised up, I wave at the crowd. <laughs> yeah. You know, saluting the Marines mm-hmm. and Air Force guys around. Like and, fog machine is plugged up. Oh, like an Alabama concert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fireworks. I want it all happening. Yeah. 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 That's why they won't let me be president. Right. Yeah. I would blow all of our butt. People talked about how much Trump played golf and how much it costs. So they were like, well, that's what we say about the president we don't like. <laughs> sure. Right. But I, we said the like, same thing about Obama. President we said Long, the same thing about Bush. President Long spending millions of dollars on fireworks every time he gets on and off the airplane, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, Rock bands are playing, fog machines. Yeah. I I remember uh, my in-laws, who I love dearly, when Obama was in president, they were complaining about, he supposedly there was... Oh, he played more golf than any other president well, ever. Supposedly it came out, and I think it was like every Wednesday night, he got like a, this huge porterhouse steak or something. Yeah. But I was sitting there, you know what? It, if I had free meals provided to me, sure. anything I wanted... Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I don't think I would be able to control myself. I would be having stuff every night. Regardless of party, if you're the president, you get crapped on enough that you ought to be able to find some <laughs> solace in a meal. You know, yes. like we should just come together in a country and go, yeah, let them eat whatever they want, regardless <laughs> of the cost. Yeah, I don't care. But no, I remember everybody getting mad at Obama playing golf all the time. They're like, he's played more golf than any president in the history mm-hmm. of you know, presidents or whatever. And then Trump came in and was like, hey, y'all watch this. I'm going to play all the time. Like three, four times a week, I'm going to play. If I was president, they would be saying, President Sullivan has logged more Xbox hours than any president. And I would be like, heck yeah, Gamer Tag Monster Madness with 2D. Everybody find me on Xbox Live. Yes. I don't know really what I would do, you know. Like I, say, I would be about the business of fixing the country, Tiny. It's a little selfish <laughs> of you, okay? Well, credit to John. Credit to me for wanting to take care of our country. But anyway, uh, all this to say, free donuts if you get your vaccine. Sure. Make diabetes great again. Yes. Now, uh, Tiny, you may remember my favorite episode of all time, which I think was episode six or episode nine. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Although episode 69 has a really excellent joke in it. <laughs> it does. Uh, was the Chinese funeral dancers. Oh, yeah. I remember you know, We that. talked about that. Mm-hmm. Love that. I mean, I still will go back every once in a while and listen to it and giggle because it was so funny <laughs> to me. Well, according to Vice here, Vice News, <laughs> world's leader in news. Yes. A Chinese city has banned stripping newlyweds as a wedding game. Oh, huh. Yeah. A typical Chinese wedding celebration includes a banquet attended by families and friends, binge drinking. This so far sounded just like an American wedding. Sometimes some dancers. Yes. And games that depend on newlyweds' luck and that range from harmless fun to utter humiliation. The wedding stunts staged by guests before the bride leaves her home or after, oh, come on, I got a guest jeans ad popping up here (laughs) goodness gracious those things went out in the 90s the wedding stunt staged by guests before the bride leaves her home or after the banquet are usually filled with sexual innuendos 
innuendos. That's, that's more of a words. bachelor, bachelorette party thing over here. Such as asking the couple to get under a blanket and throw out all their clothes or making the bride eat a sausage while squatting under the groom's crotch. Now, I don't know <laughs> what that's about. I like a good sausage. <laughs> Was there air quotes around the word sausage? That's <laughs> so. A Chinese city is now banning these vulgar wedding games that have come under increasing criticism. In a notice last week, the Zuping city in the northern province of Shandong (laughs) said wedding guests would be banned from stripping, tying up, or putting chains on the bride and groom. Guests are also banned from humiliating or sexually harassing the bride and bridesmaids, such as kissing or hugging them against their wills, according to the notice. I'm all for that. You yeah. don't want to be kissing or hugging anybody against their will. Now, this is 2021. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. Other forbidden practices include applying or pouring foreign objects onto the body of a newlywed, forcing them to make indecent performances, or making them wear indecent signs. I wonder what that would be. <laughs> Those who violate the rules could be given administrative or criminal penalties, the notice says. The ban reflects a cultural shift as young urban Chinese increasingly see the games as distasteful, although the custom remains popular in some regions of China, especially rural areas. Extreme cases of wedding hazing have previously made national headlines. In 2018, friends of a 24-year-old groom in the southwest province of Gizhou stripped him to his underwear and poured ink all over him. The groom was then hit by a car as he was running away from friends, according to Chinese media reports. Good times. <laughs> that's just that's just guys being dudes right there, right? You know. I mean, we got all that here, but it's usually like the night before. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and in the Shandong presence, Providence, uh, province, province, two teenage bridesmaids were sexually harassed at a wedding in 2013, leaving one of them with post-traumatic stress disorder, authorities said. At least six men were jailed on molestation charges. So that's mm. definitely not cool. That's way over the line. That's not a fun little game. No. At all. So this article goes on to talk about cultural implications and everything else. So uh, one quote here at the end by Yang Hu, who's a sociologist, at a university said, although sex remains a tab a taboo in the public sphere for most Chinese people, wedding occasions seem to legitimize the explicit expression of sexual desire for some men, which can result in sexual harassment and abuse in some instances, he wrote, adding that many female victims might choose to remain silent. So I think that is a problem they need to address, it sounds yeah. like. Correct? I'm just, you know... I've never been to China. I don't know what China's like. No, me either. When I think of China and Chinese customs, I always think of like the the tea ceremony and well, no, I think that's Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't, laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't um, I don't think of like basically a redneck party. No, yeah, going I agree. Weddings, yeah, they seem like they're way more uh, conservative. Yeah, I, I would yes. think so too. But maybe like all that conservatism is like uh, the preacher's kid who goes wild. Mm-hmm. You know. Like all that conservatism just explodes into this. This is their one outlet. Right. I think it's kind of like what that sociologist is. Yeah. The sociologist is trying to say is like, mm-hmm. hey, it's so repressed over here mm-hmm. that these people just go nuts. And then you have like people getting sexually harassed mm-hmm. and ran over by cars. <laughs> yeah. This wedding was great. We're going to 
strip you naked, dump ink over, and then right. run you over yeah. in the car. Yeah. That's wild. All I to know. celebrate. Yeah. I think it's time to talk about our sponsor now, right? Yeah. Okay, so we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website, CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, a little wedding sausage festivities. <laughs> a Cajun, put Cajun Curl on it. No way can't China will cancel that. Uh, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our exclusive promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, we got some phone calls this week. Okay. And we got some questions this week. Which one you want to do first? Uh, whichever one you want to do first, Tiny. You're called Dealer's Choice. <laughs> okay. We're going to do phone calls then. Okay. Our first phone call comes from Sadie. Okay. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Todd, a.k.a. Razorback. It doesn't come from Sadie. It comes from Todd. <laughs> What's wild is that the, the like, uh, where it prints out the words of the, of the voicemail, it says Sadie. Yes. Which Google, is wild. Google has not figured out. They don't know an Arkansas yet. accent. <laughs> they definitely, yeah, they don't, they don't get Southern accents. <laughs> What's up, Todd? Anyway. First time caller, long time listener. Always love to hear those guys say that on Sports Talk Radio. First and foremost, one is let Tiny know he's been in my thoughts. I've lost my father and it's a tough, tough thing. It just doesn't seem to ever go away. So uh, he's been in my thoughts and prayers, man. And, you know, I left you something on Facebook that just uh, doesn't seem to do the trick for me. I wanted to reach out and let you know you are, you are in our thoughts and prayers. But uh, my main purpose of my call, I went to a retro arcade in Dallas. Uh, I had all the old Space Invaders and Joust, and I, I played a mean Cubert while I was there. But next to the Cubert machine was a gentleman on the Donkey Kong machine for a long time. Uh, he... Uh, started himself with a stool and everything. He was the only one that had a had a sit down place. So I finally asked him, said, do you have the high score there? And he laughed, he said, of course. And uh, I went ahead and asked him about the King of Kong. He knew all about it. And uh, I advised him uh, about Earth Odyssey. I said, you know, you ought to check that podcast out for no other, no other reason but to uh, hear the interview with uh, our hero, Steve Weeby, I believe his name is. That's Correct. Right. He said he would. So I just want to let you know I'm uh, I'm out there and shaking the trees for you, trying to get as many followers as you can. And also wanted to let Jacqueline know I miss uh, her calling in. So uh, I enjoy her Canadian taste. Y'all be good. Talk to you later. 
Thank you so much, Razorback. I really appreciate that. I did get your Facebook you know, message, and uh, I really appreciate that. I've really received a lot of support and just a lot of warm, encouraging words, and I appreciate that. And I also think that retro arcades are so cool. Yeah. And I really wish one would come to Tuscaloosa. Because just open one up, Tiny. Uh, yeah, I just got to open one up. Sure. Right. <laughs> you can put one over here where we're getting the Taco Bell. I've, someone posted in the, uh, like the neighborhood uh, Facebook a hot, A lot of hot talk in the Facebook group this week, yeah. <laughs> Said we're getting a Taco Bell. A Whataburger. A Whataburger. And a Hardee's. And a Hardee's. Yeah, so. I know. It's just fast food heaven right across the street <laughs> from our neighborhood. Our exclusive neighborhood over here. Yeah. It's going to be great for traffic, too. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I wonder, well, I don't know. They should. I wonder if they could get that land and put us an exit on 69 like at the other end that land is really expensive right there <laughs> but I my one day something's gonna go on that land I mm. think you're like a target or something will probably go there which would make traffic really great <laughs> really really great if you could pick a mm-hmm. business well I mean you know if, if I had my druthers I wouldn't want anything to go there because I yeah. like that pasture there but what, what would you put there? Spiller furniture mattress. <laughs> of course. I think a Costco would be cool. Yeah. Simply because well, I've never been in a Costco. But I, don't I think, hear they're wonderful. Yeah, but I don't think it's we got one the my, population to support a Costco. Or, like, you know, to one meet of my their requirements. to shop in a Costco. Okay. Well, back to Todd. Go go Razorbacks. I want to meet the Razorbacks in the NCAA Finals, you know, <laughs> yeah. and avenge our loss from earlier this year <laughs> where they destroyed us. I mean, they beat us like a couple of like redheaded step- stepchildren. Mm-hmm. And I like for Arkansas to be great at basketball. You know, when they first came in the league, they were awesome. They had Corliss Williams and, mm-hmm. and uh, Todd Day and all of them. They were great. So I'm glad they're getting good again. I like their coach too, Musselman. He's a mm-hmm. good guy. So glad to hear him call in, even though you thought his name was Sadie because <laughs> Google told us Google, it was Sadie. Google lied to us. That's wild. You think I would learn my lesson? <laughs> don't, don't trust the Google Translate. Like when you clicked on it, I said it said like, "Hey, this is Sadie uh, K A Razorback," and I was like, "That's weird. I wonder if his daughter's calling in." <laughs> Sadie K <Ka> Razorback. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just read the Google translation of everybody's phone call instead of <laughs> actually playing their phone call yeah. just to see what happens. We should read the Google Translate and then you get to the actual call of the right. Patreon's extension. So. <laughs> the crazy thing. That's not a bad idea. Join the Patreon here, the actual, actual call. Uh, also, uh, I too miss Jacqueline. Yeah, me too. But she called back this week. All right. I thought we ran her off. So here we go. Hey, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline. Missed you last week. Um, sorry to hear about your wife's kidney stones. That sounds awful, but you're a great husband for dealing with it. Credit to me. And of course, Tiny, again, sorry to hear about your dad. Um, so yeah, great show. I can't re- leave reviews, I don't think. I already did. I left one a while ago, like last year or year whatever ago. So I don't know if I can still leave a review. So please let me know if I can't. Um, what are your thoughts on the theory that Bigfoot is either some sort of alien creature and that's why he can't be caught or found because he goes back in his ship or that he's some sort of interdimensional time traveling entity? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's good. You can stop right there. We can talk about it. <laughs> let, her, let her finish her thought. Hang on a sec. So that's why he hasn't been caught. Maybe he's even like a holographic 
interesting. I don't know. But uh, that's my thoughts on why Bigfoot hasn't been caught or uh, shot or hit by a car or anything. Because maybe he exists on a different plane of existence. Think about it. Well, I think everybody knows that Bigfoot is actually Cain, right? <laughs> right. Because he was cursed to walk the earth. Yeah, that's like a Mormon legend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I just stumbled on it on some conspiracy website Yeah, one you, time. Can, you can Google it. Supposedly in the writings of one of the early church fathers, I don't know if it's Brigham Young, but it was somebody like yeah. that. He claimed he We was... need more Mormon listeners to straighten <laughs> us out on Mormon lore, you know? Yes. He he was on the horseback riding to a church to speak, and, and he came across Bigfoot. Well, he said he came across this super tall, hairy guy, uh-huh. and he he asked who he was, and he said, uh, "You know, I'm Cain, and I'm cursed to walk the earth." Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, something like that. So. Yeah, so he's an interdimensional, you mm-hmm. know, early biblical character. <laughs> Yes, of course. Of course. Makes perfect sense. Could be an alien. I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea that aliens are actually super small and Bigfoots are actually extraterrestrial ATVs. <laughs> they ride around <laughs> they, in them. They control. Like that little alien dude right. in Men in Black. Maybe they like watch Planet, like the aliens at some point back in the 70s, late 80s, early 80s, <laughs> watch Planet of the Apes. And they were like, this is what all the people on Earth look like. <laughs> yeah. And so they built Bigfoot to ride around in. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, it's kind of weird that he could be in, uh, interdimensional. I did hear a lady call into Rick and Bubba one time who said he was interdimensional. Mm-hmm. She'd been feeding him out behind, behind her house for forever. Yeah, and they asked her, well, what evidence do you have? And yeah. she was like, well, that's why you never see him. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it. Definitely could be. <laughs> Anyways, um, just a quick question. Uh, I keep meaning to ask. Um, what were your thoughts on the ketchup chips I sent you? Um, I'm just, I'm dying to know what Americans think of ketchup chips because they're my personal fave and they're delicious. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, we have, we're having false spring here in Nova Scotia, which is when we get a lot of snow, then we get a lot of rain and it goes away and you finally feel like, oh boy, spring is here. And then we get another two feet of snow. So anyway, that's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, come here if you want to see a lot of snow, but don't come here until you pay your vaccines. And I will talk to you later. Bye. That's assuming they let us across the border. Sure. Right. <laughs> I heard that Canadians, they're cracking down. Oh, on, yeah. On border crossings? On border crossings. Oh, wow. So. That is unfair. Ketchup chips are delicious. Oh, yeah? How is Haruru? It was great. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I still have a Wish drink, I would have had... Eight to 12 more uh, <laughs> of the beer, to be honest with you. It was pretty good. I still did not taste like yet. pubic hair, by the way. Oh, it did? Yeah, no. Okay. You've had yours so long, it probably will taste like pubic hair. <laughs> I don't well. know. I'm not that limber anymore, so I don't know. It, there's worse tastes. <laughs> it's not so bad. Not so bad. Especially once you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with my cousin on Facebook about she was making fun of people who drink black coffee. You know, Uh she was like, it tastes horrible or whatever. Right. But, and I was going back and forth like, look, I don't have the desire to do extra work in the morning Mm -hmm. by adding stuff and it's just too big of a hassle. So I just drink black coffee. I've acquired a taste for beer, liquor, you know, (laughs) it didn't take me that long to acquire a taste for black coffee. You're just making your life harder or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, you can acquire a taste for a lot of things. I say all that to say, Tiny, I guess you can acquire a taste for a lot of things. I don't know. Yes. And it don't take that long either. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know what you're referencing anymore. Uh, Haruru. Oh, yes. That's right. The beer. Yeah. Or at least the Maori word. <laughs> yeah, the Maori. <laughs> the Canadian Maori beer. Yes. yes. <laughs> what do you say we answer some questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm a blank slate. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. I hadn't even been on Discord much this week because I was kind of busy. So I don't, I mean, I hadn't even interacted hardly any at all. If you would like to join our Discord, there's a link in the show notes. Yeah. And you could even go to the channel titled Ask John Questions About Stuff and we'll ask those questions to John. I did post a picture in the general chat of my wife eating McDonald's on our anniversary. That's what we had. Anniversary dinner. Our anniversary dinner. Credit to me. That's right. (laughs) I went went through the drive thru and got, uh, got her some McDonald's because that's the type of lover I am. All right. Raytheon asks, I am Groot. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. Goose asks, is taking money from someone by threat of throwing them in a cage for a number of years moral? And then on top of that, using that money, which you took from them to begin with for things they disagree with on a moral level, is that moral? If it isn't, why do people who say that they are important get to do that? He's talking about taxes here. Sure, yeah. Yes. Well, we all know taxation is theft. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> uh, that's just general. Uh, but also, here's the thing, and I've said it before, uh, we get the government we deserve, right? Mm-hmm. So for years, we have allowed our government to just take from us and spend it willy-nilly on whatever, wars, yeah. you know, whatever you because want Because it's to. for the kids. Right. Yes, because it's for the kids, because they guilt you into it by yeah. saying, we're going to help the poor and needy, and then we just end up bombing Syria. Yeah, because what our kids really need is for me, us to yeah. go take stuff. Sure, yeah, by force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't necessarily agree with how we spend our tax dollars. I would say that. Now, I do think it's wild that the government will make you figure up how much you owe them but they know how much you owe them. And then if you're wrong, you get in trouble. Yeah. Like just send me a bill or whatever. Like this is a wild system you guys have set up. Yeah. And quit cutting it out of my check at the every week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but I think taxes for a society to function, taxes are a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. You know, like we need to have roads. We need to have certain things, uh, you know, safety nets for society, how, whatever you want to put it, protection, police, firemen, all those things that we enjoy that makes our society safer and run better. Mm-hmm. Those are all necessary expenses. I don't necess- I don't really want to study, you know, like the effects of gas on penguins or whatever. You know, <laughs> right. that ain't my deal. But I guess in order to get fire protection for my house, mm-hmm. you know, like a fire department and everything that'll come out when my house is on fire, I gotta deal with having other stuff done that I don't really like to. I don't know. That probably doesn't answer your question, other than yeah, it, it kind of sucks that they threaten to throw you in jail if you don't pay your taxes. Well, I was about to say, you know, the anarchist would say, you know, we need just to have private fire. No, that's libertarian. <laughs> the anarchist says just deal deal with it on your own, right? Well, yeah, yeah. right. But well, I guess what I'm saying is, it's like you know, the like, well, if if there's no taxes, who's going to fix the roads? Sure, right. And 
I guess you just move to the place where people care about having good roads. Yeah. <laughs> you live there, yeah. right? Well, what would happen is all the people who cared about getting having good roads would get together and go, hey, let's all pitch in 5% of our income here and let's pave these roads. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea, but that's a tax. You mm-hmm. know? That's just how it would work. So and I don't know. And then about, I don't know, 50 years after that, they would get together and say, hey, you know that 5% tax that we're doing? Yeah. We need to make it 10%. Sure. But then 5% of that tax needs to go to like building better bombs. Right. So we can we fly gotta protect over to such and such. We gotta protect these roads because <laughs> yeah. somebody's gonna come and take them. Right? Exactly. Yeah, no, that's how it happened. But <laughs> when you get to the income level tiny and I are at, you don't really worry about taxes too much. We have accountants that deal with all that stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Edward. Edward, (laughs) have you gone over my financials? He's a tax preparer. (laughs) I will say two things that I've never regretted spending money for was movers to help move me from all of the houses I bought and sold and accountants. Mm -hmm. Never have once looked back and been like, that was a poor part. That was a poor spend on my part. So, yeah. Although we used some weird lady this year. I don't know that she did us right. We need to go back to using the old people we used to (laughs) who charged a lot more money. But we came out a whole lot better. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Just draw a final point on this. I hate paying taxes. It totally is. Taxes are theft. Yeah. But I worship a man who said, give to Caesar what's Caesar's and then give to God what's God's. Sure. No, I mean, it could all be gods, but whatever. Caesar's not in charge anymore. No. But I believe the the context is... (laughs) The principle Pay your taxes. Yeah. Pay your taxes and pay your tithe. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I mean, it does suck that you can't control how your money is spent. But mm -hmm. then if we... I mean, you think about the nightmare would be that you could earmark your tax money and what that would come to Mm -hmm. would be... Uh, not good either. I don't think that would be beneficial for society either. If I said I want all of my taxes to go to the fire department and then <laughs> the police get no money or whatever, right. you know? So you just have to think about the unintended consequences of any other system we would come mm-hmm. up with. And then, of course, you would have like Instagram influencers that sure. are wanting all that money to go to whatever to help pythons in the Everglades. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, like stop plastic straws or what you know i mean <laughs> yeah. and that's a worthy cause i would think because you're hurting the environment with them but do we need to focus all that money on stopping plastic straws you know yeah i get it wilts ask in the word sent is the s or the c silent c because it's not 100 percent. it's not secant <laughs> that's right that's, that's right <laughs> and then raytheon asks when you're a car guy, but you only have enough money to build a PC, why not? And he's got a photo of a PC, but it's got like a uh, like an air filter on it. Oh, yeah? Like a high performance one. So, <laughs> not sure your yeah. question. I don't know. Well, I guess the question is, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I don't think it would work well. I don't know. I'm not a PC guy. I'm neither a PC guy or a car guy. <laughs> so, I would say if you want to do it, do it. Well, that's that's all the questions we have this week. Well, Don't have too week. many. We didn't have like any moral dilemma questions this week, which is kind of good. We we went deep last week. <laughs> that was uh, I thought about it all week long. I thought about bringing it up in Sunday school today, which we might need to talk about. Talk about tra- yeah, talk about that. All right, so 
I think I've explained on this podcast before that about 10 years ago, I got fired from teaching Sunday school. Yeah, we've we've talked about that story. But for anyone that hasn't heard that story, because I think it's been a while. Yeah. John is one of the few people that's <laughs> ever been fired. One of the only people, I think. <laughs> yes. That's from teaching been, Sunday school. Yes. Uh, I was relieved of my duties. <laughs> they say, the Sunday school director said it wasn't a firing, but I've been fired before. I know what it feels like. <laughs> Well, lo and behold, he called me this week and wanted me to teach Sunday school today. So uh, I, of course, did what I always do, and that is not prepare at all, and <laughs> uh, just showed up and uh, talked my way through this lesson. And I thought it went pretty well, you know? I thought it went pretty well, too. Yeah. I didn't have a PowerPoint or anything put together like our normal Sunday school teacher would. <laughs> Who's a nerd. Yeah, right. <laughs> when does he have time to do that? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah. So, uh, but I don't think that I will be the full-time teacher of our class anymore. Mm-hmm. I may, I may just, this may have been a one, one time, like a reunion concert or something. I wish you would have rubbed that in Ralph's face a little more. <laughs> like, oh, now you need <laughs> now me. Now you're coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I just. Well, you know. Ralph, I'm a very busy guy. <laughs> I just don't know if I have time. <laughs> I should have thrown you under the bus, but like Tiny would be the perfect person to ask to do this. It, it would have gone about like it did this morning, only <laughs> probably even worse. But the thing was, I didn't have the material. Mm-hmm. And he was like, come and get a book. Well, then I didn't go and get a book. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a life and I have things going on. Yeah. And, but I knew that everybody else that was in there wouldn't have a book either. Mm-hmm. So nobody would know. if I. I mean, I could have played it off like I'd studied all week, but I'm an honest person. And admitted straight out the gate, I know as much about this lesson as y'all do. And <laughs> let's say, let's also, while we're on the subject, you know, well, this Sunday, Palm Sunday, this was our first Sunday to go back to Sunday school. Sure. We've been having two separate services. Right. We combined This Sunday, them back. we combined them we're back. back. We're One all big back. super spreader service. <laughs> and then we have Sunday school after that. Yes. But... To I guess to change things up, you mm-hmm. know how Baptists love to change things up. <laughs> Once every fifty years, we'll do something different. Yes, we have worship first. Yes, and then we have Sunday school after worship. I'm kind of I think I'm going to dig this. You know, yeah, yeah. I think I'm good with it too. Because if you can wrap your Sunday school class up early, man, you can beat all the Methodists to the restaurants. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean that's been a, that's a huge problem. If you get to jalapenos, you got to wait for all the Methodists to get. To free up a table mm-hmm. for you and your family to sit on. And I'm not going to name any names, but I remember hearing some people say, well, there's going to people who come to who come to service and then they don't stay for Sunday school. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, people did that before. Yeah, absolutely. And they did. if you ask my opinion, I think people aren't going to come to service. They're just going to come to Sunday, Sunday school. Sunday school. You know, I mean, there's, yeah. those people just that's. People are. are like I mean, that. people, yeah, they're going to do whatever they want to mm-hmm. do, anyways, regardless of the time schedule. So, yeah, we've had people. And then this person also is like, and also, we are going to change the name from Sunday school. We're going to call it Bible study. Oh, and I was okay. like, whoa, what are you trying whoa. to do? Split the church? Yeah, that's <laughs> radical. <laughs> We're already. We've already flip flopped Sunday school and worship. Oh, now yeah. you want to change the name too? Oh, that's go. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to fall apart when they changed Wednesday night prayer service to midweek connection. I thought I was in a Baptist church. <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Like a are we what are we Pentecostals now? <laughs> are we Episcopalian? <laughs> yeah. What's all this Bible study stuff? <laughs> Yeah, anyways, anyways, so if you're in the Tuscaloosa-Northport area, 
and you would like to have the chance of hearing me teach Sunday school, which is a wild experience, by the way. <laughs> I think I mentioned hookers during Sunday school today. <laughs> I know I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I know I did. <laughs> it started as a podcast. Now it's a Sunday school. <laughs> Sunday school. <laughs> you can come to Carroll's Creek Baptist Church, <laughs> worship at 930, 945. Right, nine forty-five. No, uh, yeah, worship's nine forty-five. No, worship's nine thirty. <laughs> we don't even we, know. We don't, we don't know anymore. <laughs> it's changed up so much. <laughs> we don't even know. Worship nine thirty. Sunday school at ten forty-five. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, and then we'll get you out of there by eleven thirty. You can get to the restaurants early. Yeah, yeah. Got the rest of your day to do whatever but you want to do. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no, can't go to Chick Fil A because the They're Lord, the Lord will smite thee. <laughs> yeah. One thing we have to do before we end the free show is we have to thank our patrons. Also, you know, I just want to say, bringing up hookers in Sunday school is probably why I got fired in the first place. (laughs) So if we can keep that down home within the podcast (laughs) and the Sunday school class, that'd be real great. Okay. I was about to say, they need you, John. (laughs) You talk about what you want to talk. They need you. (laughs) I got leverage right (laughs) now. You're in demand. Just so everybody knows, John wasn't saying he wasn't talking about how like great prostitutes are. No, he no. was just saying I was, he, he was just saying if you, uh, the only reason Vegas has the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas slogan yeah. is because they want people to think you can go down there and get a hooker and, get a hooker and nobody's gonna and nobody know. Nobody knows exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but they will know. Yeah, just ask Kevin Hart. <laughs> Now, how that tied into the lesson, I can't really. <laughs> we were on Palm Sunday. You know, I don't know. We were t- Maybe we were talking about your sin shall find you out. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe that's it. See? <laughs> we had to bring it all back, okay? Sure. It was right. a good lesson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our patrons, they are, well, now these are the 10 and up patrons, $10 and up. Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover. Thanks for the for the voicemail. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Tyler Bond and Mick Will. Mick Will. Mike Wilcox. Mike Wilcox. Mick Will. Thank you all so much for donating to the show and. Helping make podcasts great again. Sure. Yeah, we're going to get some red hats that say that. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go over well. <laughs> well, it will here in Alabama. <laughs> we're going to be what church to wear those. <laughs> if you would like to become a patron, you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And then once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. That is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. Extend it. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and speaking of extensions, yeah. what we got coming up in the extension? Um, I have a story about some risky behavior in the Australian Parliament. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about old cop. Okay. Old cop. Old cop. Close friend of RoboCop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you got anything else? No, other than uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you tuning in every week. I don't know that tuning in is the right terminology. Thanks for downloading the show. Yeah, just listening. Yeah, thanks for streaming. There we streaming. go. Streaming. Thank there you we for go. streaming Earth yes. Oddity. Thank you for streaming Earth Oddity. 
we really appreciate it. And you guys make us feel cooler than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm incredibly cool, but I feel even incredibly cooler. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. Mm, excuse me. Mm, voice changing. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I'm just hitting hit Huberty. <laughs> you sound like Hudson. Yeah. We thank you for listening to the show no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcast, which you have to have the actual link to get it on Apple Podcast. It don't come up in the search anymore. Apple's shadow banning us. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mentioned Alex Jones once <laughs> all here, and they're shadow banning us. You can also get us on Google and CastBox and Spotify and iHeartRadio and all the rest. You've got an email address that is earthoddity at planetmail.net if you would like to write into the show. You've got a link to our Discord in the show notes. We have an Instagram, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. That's right. At underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Yeah. And there's a phone number. What's that phone number? It is 662-493-2059. Call in at 662-493-2059. I would like for people to point out everything we say on the show that sounds dirty, but it's not. That's your homework assignment. We hope everyone has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.